Welcome to Enscope, the healthcare security podcast. Each episode, we bring you interviews, technical tips, and a unique point of view on the challenges facing the ever-changing healthcare ecosystem. Here's your host, Mike Murray. Hello, and welcome to a special episode of InScope, the healthcare security podcast. You'll find out why it's special as we go, but uh, really excited today to have one of the most interesting thinkers on healthcare security that I happen to know, and uh, somebody who is a co-founder in Scope and uh, a really good friend of mine and somebody that I've been wanting to talk to in this forum for a long time. So with us today is Kareem Zaki, a general partner at Thrive Capital, and I will butcher his background. He's got all kinds of really cool things that he's done and that Thrive has done. So Kareem, first of all, welcome to the podcast, man. And Thank you, Mike. Tell the world about you. You know, I, I, I couldn't do you justice. So, so tell, tell the world where you came from, you know, how you ended up here. Definitely. And uh, excited to have this conversation. I'm jealous about a lot of things about you, Mike, but definitely your projecting voice for radio and podcast is pretty amazing. And, and so this is fun. So, yeah, just to share a bit about Thrive, I'm, as you said, I'm a partner at Thrive Capital. What is that? We're a technology investment firm. We manage a little bit more than $15 billion of, of AUM, and we're industry agnostic, stage agnostic, and increasingly becoming geographically agnostic, and we only have really one role, and that's to invest behind category-defining companies with multi-decade tailwinds. And so how does that play out? So we invest early in companies like a Benchling or Compass or Warby Parker, or as they break out. Uh, but we still think have a lot of room to grow, such in the cases of Stripe or Slack or GitHub, or even beyond that, investing in Zoom in the public markets or spinning Vimeo out of IAC and helping them go public or take a public company like Collector's Universe and buying that and take that, that private. Um, but we also get involved in the earliest moments in co-found companies, as we did with Scope here, but also with other companies like Oscar Health, Cedar, Cadence, Nava. And with that wide breadth, though, we counter it again with being very focused on one thing, category defining companies with multi-decade tailwinds. And we want to be in the number one player. We want to be a part of the trailblazing companies, teams that are not just trying to meet the status quo today, but really innovate and push that forward, because that ultimately ends up being the ones that kind of change the face of history, help change all industries, because we believe technology is going to help transform all industries over time. And we want to be in a market that we expect to grow for a very, very long time, because that also creates the most opportunities and most interesting service areas for these great teams to kind of innovate and push. And on me and my personal journey, I started far away from tech investing, but actually pretty close and much deeper on the healthcare side. I admired my dad for a lot of reasons, but one of them was he was a doctor and he was uh, helping save lives every day. And I was convinced that was the path for me too. And I was actually, I was on my way to med school and had a realization towards the end of that, that our healthcare system was confusing and probably not working right. And so I got the itch to understand that better and delayed my decision to med school. And you know, shortly after that, I realized that it definitely wasn't working right. And for a lot of the reasons we still know today, you know, we had the most expensive healthcare system on a per capita GDP basis or an absolute dollar basis by about 2x and our outcomes are pretty mixed across the board, unless you're looking at some of the really complex diseases, because we do have a lot of amazing researchers trying to figure out some of those elements. We have a lot of administrative bloat in our healthcare system, a lot of times because of the brinksmanship between health systems and payers, kind of dueling on both sides. It's confusing for consumers. 
who actually play a very small part in what is one of probably one of their deepest, most personal decisions and kind of thought of as an afterthought and kind of how a lot of the health system is formed and developed here, especially particularly in the U.S. All these things are U.S. comments. Um, and, you know, we have siloed data and experiences throughout the continuum of care and reward a system that delivers more, much more care and, and not necessarily on the on the outcome side. And, you know, I wanted to spend a lot of time fixing that. And so I spent some time at Blackstone trying to understand it at the big level. What are the big companies doing? And then, then through that, I actually realized that tech was probably our best hope at a solution. And so dove in headfirst in that, joining a small team at the time at Thrive about eight years ago. And I've taken that focus of tech definitely to healthcare, and in this case, healthcare cybersecurity, which I'm sure we'll talk more about, but also into a lot of industries as well. And, and and you mentioned about healthcare cybersecurity, and so for the audience that doesn't know, Kareem and I met when when you had decided, and and you being you and Thrive, that that somebody should go solve this cybersecurity problem in healthcare, and and we got introduced out in Silicon Valley as you were kind of canvassing the area. What tell us about that process? How did you come to the conclusion that that healthcare cybersecurity was you know it needed a category defining company with multi-gen multi-decade tailwinds as you as you say like how did how did you make that decision and then you know how how did we end up meeting from your perspective definitely uh, so i'll talk about the problem and then that journey excitement and meeting up with mike and getting to know each other over a few years before starting scope but it first started with curiosity i you know quite honestly at the beginning i didn't know much about cybersecurity. kind of maybe just you download mcafee on your computer and that's about it but, um, you know, I was reading and you would read some of these headlines about health systems being breached and taken down. And I was like, that's so terrible. And then I read a few of them and I was like, why is this happening? And then I saw some broad reports and healthcare was the number one breached industry. And that was shocking and scaring for a lot of reasons. And so I started calling around some healthcare C-suite executives, some CIOs, actually wasn't many CISOs at the time. Now there's a lot more, uh, but even CEOs trying to understand what's going on. And this is just that healthcare is a little bit behind in the adoption curve relative to most industries. And there's definitely some of that, uh, partly because we're, healthcare was pretty late to the digital age. A lot of things weren't digital in healthcare until about a decade ago with a big push into electronic health records. And for all the inconveniences of paper, one of the things about it is pretty secure, but we kind of moved past a lot of that and started to digitize a lot of these things. Increasingly things were being connected to the internet, You know. Health systems are really used to a lot of on-prem solutions, but obviously it's cloud innovations and lots of different um, types of technologies. We've seen impact a lot of industries. Healthcare weren't a part of that for good reason, but actually that explained only a small part of the problem. And you know, the biggest thing actually talking to a lot of people is health systems didn't have the right tools to solve their unique challenges. You know, general IT, cybersecurity, obviously you know this really well, Mike, and I'm sure we've talked about it before, but you know, helps with things like your laptops and your routers, the things that are generic that work in lots of different settings, but that's not the vast majority of equipment or systems in a hospital because medical devices um, or imaging systems like your MRI machine or obviously the EHR. And all these health systems are totally flying blind because nothing was really built to help them see, understand, navigate and manage that. And that got me really worried for a couple of reasons. One, Health systems have a lot of sensitive data and valuable information on patients um, and their health history and uh, you know, Social Security, a lot of background information, a lot of personal information. And as a result, like black market data is I think, 20 times worth 
more on a health record than it is actually on credit card data. And so it's a really important thing to actually protect consumers. And that got me somewhat anxious about sharing information with health systems. Now it actually totally changed kind of the information I was sharing. And maybe that's actually not good for patient outcomes and data and things like that. If I'm really concerned about the things I can share with the health system to like health system hospitals are a really important asset for us to protect as a, as a country and local communities. Like we need them to be fully functioning and back actors know that. And so it's become a particularly lucrative and disruptive target. And so there's a lot of important reasons that we want to keep our health systems protected. And the third, which also ties to how I spend a lot of time on technology investing side is like, as I mentioned before, I strongly believe tech is a solution to proving a lot of the aspects of healthcare. And if we limit adoption of new tech because we don't know how to secure it, that's a real disaster in my mind. And so how do we really set up the foundation that allows a lot of these health systems to innovate and push forward in the future in the ways that we need to do? And so I started to come up with all these realizations, but you know, one big thing is, again, as I started, I didn't know much about cybersecurity. I really just identified that there was a problem. And so I just started having conversations with everyone in the cybersecurity space around, you know, how do we solve this problem? And most people are like, that sounds like a big issue. I don't know anything about healthcare, but there's, you know, this guy, Mike, you know, he's the only person I know in Silicon Valley that knows both healthcare and uh, kind of the, the cutting edge forms of tech. And, you know, I started hearing about your name a few times from a few people and I was like, well, I gotta get in touch with Mike. And so, uh, you know, fortunately we got connected, I believe actually through Rob Whitoff, who was at Coinbase Rob at the Whitoff, time. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we immediately hit it off and kind of independently, you had been thinking about this journey, both from your experience at GE and you were kind of leading the security team at, at Lookout at the time. And, uh, you know, it was like kind of instant chemistry where we're kind of both coming to this conclusion from different aspects, me being really close to kind of the healthcare needs, you were really understanding a lot of the cybersecurity challenges and it's been a fun ride since. Yeah, I, w I would say it was one of the best first, first dates of my life. Um, <laughs> exactly. So, so we're we're here today actually to to talk about the the ongoing future. You know, it's a nice walk down memory lane. But uh, I wanted to announce to the audience one of the reasons we're having this conversation is because uh, Scope just closed our Series A round, twenty million dollar A round that Thrive has led again. And and I wanted to you know we're we're a couple of years into this journey, and and you know you talked about innovation, you talked about all the stuff that's been going on in terms of building technology in the health system. Why why are you still psyched about this space and and where do you see it going from here? And how do you see the, the next few years of the journey? Definitely. So originally I had a few conversations and recognized the problem. Now you and I have had a lot more conversations with health systems. And I think one of the things that's really stood out is no one really has this solved. And again, mostly because the tools don't exist, but that's extended to, you know, hundred plus conversations that we've had now and conversation after conversation, they don't have full visibility or understanding of their network. There might be a point solution here or there, but nothing that really gives them control in a holistic viewpoint. Some of the really advanced programs might have homestitched some things together. But again, even with a duct tape solution, which is the best they can do because no one's really helping provide for them, the systems don't really speak and you can't utilize the full power of machine learning to drive visibility across the entire system. And we're gonna, you know, to push this forward and continue to protect against both bad actors and the challenges that come up, you're going to have to use all the powers of technology to really allow health systems to be protected and feel empowered. And so one, so the first thing was just no one has it solved. The second thing is that most health systems see this as a core priority. Um, one, because it's the right thing to do for patients. 
cybersecurity is a patient safety issue. You know, I think the advanced health systems really understand that because if you can't use the fullness of your devices, if you uh, patients aren't fully comfortable sharing their information, uh, or God forbid, uh, as we've started to see, uh, a, a device is compromised that's on a patient that there's threatening of uh, the patient's safety unless ransomware or other elements are paid, like we're starting to see that increasingly, cybersecurity is very core to, to making sure that patients are safe. I think increasingly we're going to see it as a patient safety issue and, and, and health systems maybe not operating at their highest level to deliver bad patients unless that's also up to date and health systems starting to recognize that. Two, it's important for their business. Shutting down is very disruptive and costly to a lot of these health systems. And so to not have access to your a lot of your core departments are turning patients away because your systems aren't up and running. It was one thing, again, 10 years ago, when you're running on paper systems, you can kind of manage. Now when your EHR, your IT system shut down, these hospitals can't operate. And the third thing is um, a lot of health systems, they care a lot about the trust and brand they built in their communities. And they've done that over a hundred plus years in a lot of these cases. And cybersecurity and having your system shut down or patient safety at risk. Um, I think a lot of executives trying to recognize this potentially the fastest, most disruptive way to lose that trust that they built over a really long time. And so increasingly we see this as a top priority. They know it's a problem. They want to solve it. And I guess most importantly to our excitement to, to continue, you know, furthering the relationship and building this from Thrive's lens is that the scope solution is really working. Uh, it's a fantastic team that's seeing, obviously I'm biased in this, but you know, from lens of Thrive, it's a fantastic team, singularly focused, on solving this problem and we're able to take a health system that's doing its best today flying blind on half of its network and really give them control and power over the entire system um, and i think the other thing about the magic of it is we do that overburdening an already stretched team and actually we're actually removing a lot of that burdening setup because and i've, I've learned this i've gotten deeper in cybersecurity is buying cybersecurity tools doesn't make you more secure. A lot of times it just generates more alerts. And right now there's a lot of alert fatigue going on and you buy a new tool, that means I gotta hire new people, I gotta manage all that. Well, I already don't have the resources to kind of drive some of those things. And we've been very intentional from day one. The scope is actually, we're definitely not gonna overburden. If anything, we wanna lighten the burden and the load. And so while a lot of the solution is driven by, you know, obviously the, the software and the AI and the machine learning that we built really program, and we can drive it aggressively because we're really focused on health systems. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about the power of being singularly focused, the scope of security versus the general solution. But, but we also augment it with a well-trained team that's only focused on health systems. And so it's elevated white glove service and how we engage with that. And so just to see the transformation and some of the programs we're working with, the things we're able to do and augment, you know, got us really excited that, um, you know, we're backing the best team with the best solution in a market that, has a real problem and recognize its importance. And I don't think anyone's gonna step back speaking about multi-decade tailwinds and say that cybersecurity has become a less of a problem over the next 10 years. If anything, it's gonna become more and more of a problem. And so again, like the importance of solving this today is very high. It's only gonna get higher over time. That's incredible. Kareem, thank you so much for being here, man. But you know, I always ask the last question. I always ask everybody, where can the world find more of you? I know you're not uh, you're not the most vocal guy in the world, but uh, you know, if, if people want to follow your thoughts, you know, social media, where do they find Thrive? All of that sort of thing. Tell us about tell us about where we can find more Kareem. Yeah, 
as you said, we're not very vocal. We're pretty heads down. We spend a lot of time with our companies, working with them, a lot less time marketing and telling people and sharing our thoughts publicly. And so I actually don't have a great answer for you. I'm on Twitter, but it's not interesting. Maybe on LinkedIn. Um, but, uh, you know, mostly just spending time with our companies. That's right on. Dude, thank you so much for spending time with us today. I know how busy you are and how hard it is to get this on your calendar. And and I appreciate it more than anything. And I, more than anything, I've appreciated this journey with uh, with you and the Thrive folks from the very beginning. Like, you know, you've been here. You've been here since before the company had a name, before it before it was even really a full, fully formed idea. And, and uh, we've loved your support and we, we love going forward with you. So thanks for coming on today. And thanks for being an incredible partner and uh, and co-founder from the very beginning. Feelings mutual, and it's only the beginning. Very excited for what's ahead. Hey, this is Mike. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I have a request. We would love to hear more about topics in healthcare cybersecurity that matter to you and the challenges that your organization is facing in securing this ecosystem. Do you have topics you'd like us to cover? Or maybe you should be a guest on the show. Get in touch with us. Search for Scope Security on Twitter and LinkedIn, and we hope to hear from you soon. Thanks for joining us for this episode of InScope. To make sure you never miss an episode, hop on over to www.scopesecurity.com to sign up. Or you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. And if you have ideas for topics, guests, or technical tips, please contact us at podcast at scopesecurity.com.